It has been a long weekend. Welcome to Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Real Savvy. I hope y'all had a good and safe uh, 16 days outside of, 14, 15 days outside of uh, Juneteenth Day. <laughs> happy, happy, happy Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday, right? Oh my God, this week is going to fly by. And I swear to God, you know, when I'm back to work, today is like Monday. So I'm, this week is going to be just lost to me. <laughs> Happy 15 days from Juneteenth. <laughs> Woo, child. Child, child, child. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. It was a great weekend. You know, a lot of sitting on the porch, a lot of studying for the LSAT, uh, a lot of chilling. I'm good. I had a great weekend. I hope everybody had a great weekend. So tonight, uh, last night, New Haven's uh, fire, fireworks was was canceled because of the rain. And it, it was some kind of raining too. And then uh, it'll go on tonight. So, so all those people with their 8 million firecrackers in the house, they got another night to pop them off. Because, you know, folks. Folks got to be folks. So I will not be going to see the fireworks because I don't have little kids at the house. Not that I don't like fireworks, but, you know, the older I get, I'm like, you know, fireworks are really bad for the environment. <laughs> they just, they're really bad for the environment. They're bad for the animals. They're bad for the air quality. And we just, we are still, you know, having residual air from Canada that was on fire. So to add more smoke to that, you know, I'm just saying. I know I'm being a I'm being a, a a killjoy, but somebody's got to be thinking about reality of things. But all right, I know. And I guess the uh, some years ago they floated the idea of um, you know how they was doing the LCD lights in the sky, much brighter, safer. Um, but I guess that didn't take because you know there's no bang. And I just feel like you could just put a speaker on and make some bang, right? Like somebody could time. The, the these little LCD lights in the sky to sound like they're exploding. I mean, Americans and explosives and guns, you know what I mean? Like it's that whole mindset. And no, it's not a bridge too far. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. So anyway, so yeah, while fireworks are, they are something to look at and, and they are celebratory. They really are bad for the environment. And bad for the animals. And, and animals, and I mean, all the animals, the ones that we can see, the ones we don't see, insects, bugs, it's just bad for all of that. You know, I'm not trying to be a killjoy. I'm not. I'm just like, we, with all the technology that we have, God knows, we can't do a light show up in the sky and, and, and have some bang to it without real explosives. I'm just saying. Come on, people. That's, that's what I'm saying. Just come on. Come on, let's, let's make the technology work to our benefit. You mean tell me there's no artificial intelligence to this? Come on. So, so yeah. So anyway, tonight, bang, bang, boom, boom, over East Rock, you know. I, I would think people would not want more smoke in the air after all the damn smoke we've been inhaling for the last few weeks from Canada, but I, maybe not. Maybe the, smoke, maybe the smoke is okay if it comes with, you know, dazzling light show. Anyway, so uh, Paul Bass is uh, taking a little hiatus from word on the street. So don't you worry, he'll be back at some point. But right now, 
he's you know taking a little time off you know and and, and Tom I think Tom Breen has got him on the ropes <laughs> Tom Breen has got him on the work rope you know Paul's no longer the editor of the uh, independent Tom Breen the big big boss and uh you know so I think you know you got Paul out on assignment <laughs> got on working 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 day and night Working, working, working day and night. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I'm just saying. I don't so, know. What, I don't know what Paul was doing this morning. I I was coming to the office. I pulled in at around 7:35. On my way into the office, Paul flies by me on his bike, and he's like, "Harry," and he just kept going. So I don't know if he's on assignment, <laughs> but he was up early. And he's, was, he's excited. And, he's, and he's probably excited too. Like, oh, I got something to do. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh seven. my god, I got something to do. I was like, wow, you know, I know he has, you know, it was tough for him because he was rolling out of bed to do a uh, word on the street, but <laughs> he's on assignment today. He's on assignment <laughs> on his bike. On his bike, but he he was, you know, I think that was kind of reckless. <laughs> right. He's going too fast. He's going too fast. It was like, hey, and I was like, whoa, who was that? Then I he looked back. I'm like, oh, don't look forward. Look forward. I'm thinking uh, who, look who forward. Who was that? Who was that masked Jew? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look forward, Paul. Don't keep looking back. <laughs> Are there any superheroes in Judaism? Are there? Are there do they have any? You know, out and out Jewish superheroes. I don't know, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I know they don't claim them, but you know. Well, they kind of claim them. They they claim them, Harry. They just don't claim him as the son of God. <laughs> well, that, you can't, that I mean, but who do you claim as the son of God? Like we're all the son of God. We're all the children of God. So I don't know how they make that work. But I guess the miracle thing is like troublesome. But they got miracles too. So well, he did it on uh, Passover though. All right. Shame on him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get it right. I'm just trying to understand. Just trying to understand. That's all. Just I'm seeking understanding. <laughs> yeah, but he was definitely not fighting with his uh covers this morning because he, he was. He had to be up a lot sooner than that to bump into me at that time, 7.40. Oh, gosh. That's early. Yeah. I, you know, he got up that early. And, you know, I usually get in here around 7.50 to 8 o'clock, depending on the traffic. There was no traffic this morning. Because everybody on vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they just took the week. Because, you know, you had... If you went, if you if you didn't take the week hair, you probably had to work Monday and then be off Tuesday or be off Monday, Tuesday, and then have to come in Wednesday, Thursday. So people was just like, you know what? I'll just take the week. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, and go see some people. You know, go see go see some of my people. Yeah, I yeah. wanted I wanted to go see some people too this weekend, but it was all rain. Well, who'd you want to go see here? You don't like going New to see York, people. New York, New York. Oh, you was gonna go to New York. Oh yeah. Yeah, that would have been a little. I don't know. You sat Saturday, Sunday. You could have. But um, and then my sister was gonna do a barbecue, but then it was raining and everything. I was like, and then you know, she was like, "Oh, in the evening." I'm like, "I don't come out in the evening." 
God, Harry, seriously. Seriously. After six, it's like a barbecue after six. That's like, for me, that's break at night. <laughs> no, it's not. You got to start it early so that I can leave by six, six or seven. Harry. Not started at six. That's poor Karen. Poor Karen. Does she does she want to go somewhere? Does she want to catch I, something? I don't know. <laughs> I should have. Oh, you, you ain't even that. <laughs> it's like it's my world. You just a squirrel. <laughs> like, oh man. But you know, yeah. Oh you, my god. You hit a few barbecues or no, I I stayed home. Wow. I, I I was like you, Harry. I was like, I wasn't in the mood for that. I really yeah. wasn't in the mood for that. Yeah, for so me, I, it's different because I start thinking, okay, after the rain, all those bugs start. It's like, and then I'm the bugs are attracted to me. I start thinking like I'm in the wilderness, like I'm in the Amazon, and I'm being attacked by all the bugs. <laughs> Harry, you're in the city. <laughs> I know. It's like I feel like I'm in the Amazon. Oh my God. That is such a bridge too far. Harry, you are in the city. Uh, granted, city bugs are a little aggressive. You know, they don't take no for an answer. You can't just swap them away. Yeah. You know. No, I just I just like I hung out at my house. It was very nice. I just hung out at my house. I went to see my brother um, oh, yeah. Sunday after church. I went to church on Sunday after. So I went to see him Sunday after church, but um, he didn't, they didn't open the door. So I left. So I came back on Monday. I went to his house on Monday. How's he doing? He's fine. He had a rotator cuff surgery. And, you know, my brother don't like, you know, he don't take narcotics. Well, I, hear, I hear that's one of the the worst surgeries to recover from. So how's he? Oh, he's fine. He was up talking junk like he normally is. He was up. He was up flapping them gums. I mean, you know, he's he's one of these people that can withstand a great deal of pain. So you know, he wouldn't. He would. He de- He didn't want the Percocet prescription. Yeah. So they gave him a you know a high ibuprofen. So I told him to mix it with a little Tylenol. You know. Yeah, I think the us old generation people are gluttons for pain. I guess. Yeah. But they had him, they, you know, they did the surgery. He got in at six. They did the surgery at about 7.30. He was out by 11, like on his way home. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was with my knee. I'm like, you better get somebody. No, they didn't do that with my hips, Harry. They knew better. Like, you can stay two days max, two days minimum. I stayed two days on each knee. Well, I actually, each knee. Actually, the second hip, I had to stay three days or four days because my kidneys were in distress. I don't know if I could do that. Well, I didn't have a choice, Harry. Otherwise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd be fighting. Like right now, my month and a half appointment is Tuesday of next week. And you know that I've opened up my wound a few times. Why? It's right now, it's again trying to seal. It's like it just keeps opening up. No matter what I do, whatever exercise I do, it keeps 
the bottom of the wound keeps opening up. Did you call the doctor? Initially, but, you know, I was like, I, I'm not going to keep calling every time. They're like, oh, you could come to the office and we'll do I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll figure it out myself because. Why don't you just go in and let them uh, repair it so you don't get an infection? Yeah, I don't have an infection, but, yeah, but it keeps opening up. Look at it and see what the problem is. Then they could close it again. Yeah, well, I see, I see them Tuesday of next week, so. You know, you're just hard-headed. And you just keep being hard-headed. <laughs> and then, Babs, two, the two um, physical therapists that I went to sign up, the outpatient, just when I was going to go to my appointment, they call me. They don't take my health care. Oh. Um, I don't know. Two, two of the physical therapists, right? One in middle Middlebury or Prospect. So that, that's the ones they sent you to? Like, they should have already checked to see who takes your insurance as soon as those people. Yeah, the one they sent me to, that would be three that declined me. The one they sent me to, they accepted it initially also. And then they said, they called me and they said, sorry, we, we don't. We've been having problems um, getting payment from them. Who's your insurance company? Wellcare. Oh, you know what? I see a lot of, when I go to the doctor's office, like at my doctor's office, there's a big ass sign that says, we no longer accept well care insurance. Wow. Well, you might need to switch your insurance then. Yeah, I'm going to have to switch because I'm not doing paying it. They're not paying any bills. Yeah, I, I'm done doing this. So I'm just doing everything at home. I know, but you know, when you, when you have physical therapy, they are able to like get you to the next level, the next level, next yeah. level. So you might want to just press them and say, listen, okay, uh, I need y'all to find me some a physical therapist because uh, I'm ready to get on with this. Find me some physical therapist that you've paid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll continue to pay. Yeah, that's not disgruntled. <laughs> Jeez. Three. Yeah, no, everywhere I go, Harry, I've seen. I've seen these signs. I was like, so when I was picking my insurance, I was like, oh, no, I'm not picking that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I'm not picking that. I'm not picking that. I thought they were good insurance because I haven't had to use them, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, well, they're good. They've been good to me. I've had them for years, but I hadn't used them. Oh, well, now you know. Mm. All right, when it's time for renewal, renew somewhere else. Oh, gosh, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Isn't it? Then you got to check if your primary doctor takes your new insurance. and it's all Well, I mean, if you pick one of the bigger ones, like I, I have Connecticut now. Mm -hmm. uh, I came off of Husky, which I really, I really liked Husky, Harry. You know, mm -hmm. I know it was Medicaid, but I liked it. I didn't have any problems, no problems with the referral. I don't have any problems with Connecticut either. It's, it's like having Husky, except I'm paying, paying for it. You know, I'm paying. So, but other than that, you know, like I have co-pays and stuff like that, but um, I, I, I don't see a problem with it. I, I have not had a problem with it yet. You know, I, although uh, Connecticut leans toward the Hartford hospital stuff, midpoint. Yeah. They, they lean toward that. 
Yeah, they're pretty good. I'm having my colonoscopy done in August. And uh, I got to go to Meriden. Oh. It's, um, well, you've had them before. I'm, I had one when I, I was mean, 50. I was trying to convince people here, who somebody who needs it. They act like it's the end of the world. I'm like, I've had three. Who's <laughs> not trying to have it? Well, I don't want to say names. But... At work? Yeah. They better get it done. They mess around. Listen, this is preventative care. That's what preventative care is. So that you don't mess around one day and find out you got some incurable thing. And they say to you, if you would have just came to see us five years ago or a year ago or two, you know what I mean? Like, Harry, I'm going to take all the pre-tests, all the preventative stuff because I'm, I'm 60 and I want to live to see 80. Well, I was getting it every three years because of my family history. Yeah, you got a family history and that makes sense. So, but this time they told me I don't have to do it for, I could wait five years for the next one because the last three have been clean, clean. Okay. So then I go, oh, you can wait five years. I'm like, oh, all right, hopefully. Uh, I was like, no, can we just wait four because <laughs> I'm a Latino. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a Lat I'm a Latino and, you know, y'all ain't do them studies on us. So. <laughs> Like, uh, okay. Uh, y'all are basing this on white people, and I need to, I need to like circumvent that and cut it down to four because y'all are not y'all not looking at us the same way. So I'm just saying, Harry, you might want to like listen, ask them. Did you do these studies on Latino men? Because I'm 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 curious. I know I might. <laughs> they, I might they just say. It's the years. same suspect. I might just do it at three years and then see if they if they deny you know deny me or something. Just yeah. go and sign up. I'm like, listen, this is too important to me. Like, I don't trust that. You know, yeah. this weight. I'm a Latino, and I know y'all ain't do the studies on us. I know it, so. Oh. That and, and both my mother and father had colon cancer. So. Yeah, see, no, uh-uh. I'm like, no, no. It's not what you're not gonna do is I wait five years and I walk up in here and you talk about, well, Mr. Droz. <laughs> if you only would have come three years, you know. Because <laughs> then then you don't know how many people are gonna come in here and whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe you have to march on somebody's office, Harry, because I don't play. Like I don't play with him. I don't play about no Harry Jones. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, so we'll... get it in. Oh yeah. But that's so, like this thing yeah. to do, you know. I it's, it's just you know what? Yeah, it's an inconvenience, and nobody likes the invasiveness of things. But you know, Harry, if it'll save your damn life. <laughs> yeah, my only thing is that they, you know that they made Karen take the day off. Somebody has to drive me and drive me, you know? Well, yeah, because they, they shoot you up with so much stuff, Harry, that you can't really, you, you don't want to be a danger to other people. I'm always like ready to go. I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm ready. As soon as I wake up, they're like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. I go and I do whatever I got to do because I got to get out. <laughs> you know, that's the way I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay that's well the, that's the that's, most 
claustrophobic time for me being in a hospital. I know, but listen, you you go so you don't have to be in the hospital. Because yeah. you would have a tough time if you have to be in there for long periods of time for care. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so just make sure you keep your appointment, Babs. Oh, listen, you know I don't play. <laughs> I, I'm annoyed by it. I already got the stuff. They already sent, I already picked up the, the potassium, sulfide, magnesium, Ooh. whatever the stuff is. I already got it. I already got my instructions. I'm like, oh, and that's And that's the worst part of it. For anybody listening, that's the worst part of it. And, he, and that's just funding. For me, I see it. For me, I see it as a cleansing. So it's like I'm good. You know, it's like yeah, good. I just clean myself out. So it's it's a good cleansing. But you know, other people are like, I can't. Oh my god, I can't take that. It's like it's just come on. It's nothing. I bet you, if you wanted to get a cleansing, you just go and do it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Because there's people who tell you, you know what you need is a cleansing. And then when it's time for them to get a colonoscopy, they're like, no, I can't do that drink thing. (laughs) That's all right. Let it clean you out. Listen, your balls will never be this clean again. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Your balls will never be this clean again, Harry. That's right. They they clean you out. I don't know why they don't recommend this like once once every once a month. Not the colonoscopy part, but just For the, the cleansing. Plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. That, and if you, I mean, you've seen the pictures, right? That they they give you a picture of your colon, right? And it's like I don't remember. I don't remember seeing my colon. Well, really? Because they gave me a picture, right? And it's like I didn't know what you know. They gave me a picture to show me how clean it was. Okay. And then I'm like. I felt like they were giving me a, a, a sonogram picture. You know, it's like, oh, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. They're like, oh, no, no. We just wanted to give you a good picture of what I'm like, okay. Whoa, they never did this before. Okay, thank you for the picture. <laughs> I'm going to hang this up, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> it was like a, a really clean. I was like, I felt like Monk. Have you ever seen the, the show Monk? Yes. I felt like him. Like I was like proud. <laughs> my colon was so clean. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be in my chart. Like once it's done, yeah. I love my chart, Harry, because you get all your tests, you get all the X-rays. You're like, whoa. You get all the doctor's notes. You get all the stuff. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what I really like is that I can't get an appointment now. Huh? Yeah. What I really like is that it doesn't allow me to forget an appointment. I don't have excuses. Oh no, that thing will that thing will let you know. Email and on my phone. It's like okay, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. So yeah, I think I had my colonoscopy in August. Like all right, let me let me. Uh, I think when I come back from Martha's Vineyard, I think that's when I. Uh, when I, I go, because I'm in Martha's Vineyard like on the 10th or something or other. And so when I come back, I think latter part of the week, I don't know when this is. Oh, I thought it was in here. All right, now I got to go look for it. 
Oh Lord, now now I don't see it scheduled. <laughs> I know it's right after I come back from uh, Martha's Vineyard, and uh, I thought it was like some ridiculous time, like Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, I don't know when it is. I'll figure it out. Maybe it's later than that. Oh no, it's not until the twenty second of August. Yeah, okay. Get it done. We'll get it done. And then that's it. And then I got August is looking like it's gonna be a lot. Be a lot. And then it'll be September, Harry. I'm not July is going too fast. I'm ready to enjoy summer. Summer is going too fast. I think because June, we didn't have June was we we really need a June do-over. June really wasn't summer. June was September, October. June was October. You you know the spring and summer it just blurs. There's just no more. You, there's no consistency. With, that's with, what I mean. June can't be counted as summer. <laughs> Push it into September, and you know unless unless September is going to be like and you know more summer than that's what's going to happen. Closer to fall. Like then September has got to be like like summer then. Hopefully and not. September is summer because September, September to what, 21st, 23rd is fall. So yeah, hopefully it's not too summery because no, I think I think summer ought to last into late September, early October. Oh wow, look at this. I just went to my chart and I owe. Three thousand dollars in copays for my surgery. No, you don't. Do you? Yes. They tell you that in your uh, my chart. Yes, mom do. What? You, I didn't know that, Harry. Look at I did not owe no damn money. They don't bill you. The, the I the, guess that's the bill. Well, that's the bill. The insurance covered forty two thousand, and my portion of it is three thousand. So it's 45. And the insurance covered 42. Wow. What the? What the? Where's the what does it say? Bill somewhere? Yeah, it's um payments. So well, I don't see that anywhere. Huh. Oh, billing summary. Do I have any billing? I would be flipped out, Harry, if I saw some. Oh, all mine say zero. What? Oh my God. I can't believe it. Zero, 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 zero. Okay. What the hell? Okay. Everything says zero. All right. I'm good. I don't know when this. Let me see. I don't have no balance. No, and, and all the insurance kicked in. There's no, nothing is waiting. Okay. Good. Hospital services zero. Northeast Medical Group and Home Healthcare. Oh, that was this is from my um, this is from my surgery, my surgeries. Okay, everything is everything is cool. I don't have any insurance claims. Nope, everything is clear. Ooh, Harry, how do you pay that? Well, you got money like that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> But you know it's it's interesting because 
when before you go into the hospital, they tell you, well, you you have to cover the three hundred. $300 up front of the cost. And I'm like, okay, 300, that's not a bad copay. But now it's showing my 300 and it's saying I owe still the 2,700. Oh, you might not. The insurance probably hasn't kicked in. No, the insurance kicked in. They paid 42,000. Really? Yep. And that's the part you have to, oh, you need to get off this insurance plan. I know. <laughs> I know. Go, like, go to the access health and get out of this. What? you need to you need to get out of this that's just crazy jeez i even have look at this i'm looking at the rest of my stuff i even have co-pays for the blood works so they pay it's 156 dollars to draw blood mm -hmm. they pay 151 i gotta pay five dollars well you know what they should tell me when i'm there pay your copay this way i don't have all these bills mounting up and nobody sends me a bill wow wow this ain't good okay oh wow and this different i went to two different stations of to draw blood now i know that one one costs 800 to draw blood perhaps 864 and the other one costs 156 now i know where i'm going yeah that that's 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 probably the best lesson, right? Yeah, now I know which one I go to go to. Jesus, wow, that's a lot. And then for the other one, it's it's two hundred and six dollars that I owe because it was eight hundred or something. Gosh. Oh, funky butt loving. I don't I can't do this. I'm I'm switching tomorrow. I gotta go look at my insurance company. Yeah, because I that don't seem you know, talk to somebody first or yeah. yeah. Do you did you go through the access net exchange? No. Okay. Because that's what I did. And you could look at all the ones that are, you know. Uh, comparable to what you have or better and how much it costs. Yikes. Wow. Okay. Ooh, that's painful. I know. <laughs> what the hell? I'm now, like, what the, what the hell is right? Think about my other knee. Oh no, you'll be fine. I'll figure it out. You'll Whatever. Yeah. Listen, don't worry about it. Who knows? There might be some more insurance that got to come through. Like, you know, I don't know. I hope so. That seems like a lot. Damn. Yeah, you might you might want to look into changing your insurance, particularly for your next knee. If it feels like right, but it feels like they they paid a lot, so it's like. Should I be complaining? They pay forty-two thousand. It's like, should I complain about the three thousand? No, just I would ask. You know, how much more are they going to cover? Yeah. You know, because maybe that's part of it. You know what I mean? Like, this part goes for this part. This part from another. Do you know what I mean? Like, it might not be fully done yet. So, and you got follow-up stuff to do, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's part of it. So, you know, 
depending on how they broke it down, like what they pay for first and what they kick in next. So, so don't get alarmed yet. So hospital bills are wicked expensive. I shouldn't have looked at it. I just should have ignored it. <laughs> Wait for the collection. Wait for the collection agency to offer me 60% of the bill. <laughs> No, you probably you probably just wait until uh uh until like you know when you finish care and see what else happens. All right, let me see if my appointment is here. You know, yeah, just take a look and see what else you got you got coming up. What else you got to do? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I got some uh, uh I gotta go budget shopping maps. What does that mean? Oh, for your insurance? Yeah, for my knee surgery. So I could I'll, I'll find then somebody doing knee surgeries out of their apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Save myself that three thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, Harry. Okay, let we uh, ladies and gentlemen, Harry's just joking. He's not going to do that. <laughs> or, or fly to Bra fly, fly to Brazil. I mean, I was gonna say you might be able to. Uh, you might be able to uh, get it done in a foreign country for less. Now, I don't. I don't know if you'll still have, you know, liver or kidney or any of that other kind of stuff that you need. But it'll be a barter system, perhaps. Ah. <laughs> I don't, don't, do <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm gonna be worried. I wouldn't rest. I'd be like, damn it, have you get your first of all, Harry. Number one, you're not going out the country, let alone to go get some surgery. <laughs> I know. You get some backdoor surgery. <laughs> That's number one. So I, yeah, I would never. No one can ever convince me that you would do that. Even no. if I, somebody told me that, I would be like, "Ah, uh, not Harry. You mean Harry Droz? Not my Harry Droz. I know damn well. Somebody must have held him hostage or cap kidnapped him or something. Because I know damn well he would not go get no be out, of the, be out of the country. No anesthesia. I mean, like, no anesthesia. <laughs> They're like, here, some tequila and bite on this belt. <laughs> I mean, like, what? Oh, see, mm. <laughs> see, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's why I, I, I would never believe that. Now I just figured out why people. There's a lot of people out there who won't do their knees. They don't want to be stuck with a bill. Yeah, because um. Medical bills, high medical bills is the number one bankruptcy, number one cause of bankruptcy in America. Yeah. Because they, 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 uh, they just, they wear you out. And, uh, you know, they become quite a burden. So, yeah. That's the thought. Yeah, I got to see if if I really have to pay that before I start paying. Yeah, take your time. Like, 
wait and see if it all works out, you know, before you make, you know, jump to conclusions. And, and if you still feel uncomfortable, you just call them up and say, what's happening? And they'll say, oh, well, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I was on my chart. What is happening here? You know, but just know you you gotta you gotta leave that insurance company alone. And go look at their reviews, see what people say. You know, they all got them reviews. So you know what? You know what I could do best? I could get arrested and get it, get my surgeries done free in prison. Yeah, but that'll take you so long. See, I'm just thinking of ways to go around the system. No, you know why? It'll take you so long because what'll happen in prison, they'll be like, well, we're not so sure you need this surgery. <laughs> That's what'll happen, Harry. Well, we're not so certain, you know. And depending on how much time you have, you probably won't get it. You just have to limp around. Maybe I, could, maybe I could... Uh... Ask Paul to fire me for a year. And what? What does that do? And then go on welfare and have them do my knee and then go get a job. Oh, yeah. Okay. But now that you're talking about it and it's, this is being recorded, that's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought you were just talking about it. That's, that's called insurance fraud. <laughs> I thought you were just talking here. <laughs> we, we are, but... It's recording. <laughs> and and just like that, Love Paths, Love Talks <laughs> takes a criminal turn. <laughs> I'm I not guess, suggesting that. I just got off. <laughs> I guess they could just they could hit me with a conspiracy charge right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me hemmed up in no mess, Harry. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just <laughs> facilitating a conversation. <laughs> That's right. I'm just facilitating the conversation. I was like, don't, don't, don't get this. Don't get me involved in this. Uh-uh. I don't, I don't see enough of it inside of a prison. I ain't trying to see another one. I don't even go visit prisons. Mm-mm. I'll see whoever you want me to see when they come out. I'm happy to do that. Beyond that, no way, Jose. No way. So I think in the second hour, Harry, I got to talk about affirmative action. America is just crazy. But what I will say today, I'll be at the Binder Key, Harry, participating in the annual read of What to the American Slave is the 4th of July or your 4th of July written by Frederick Douglass who in 1852 um, gave an oration in Rochester. Uh, they called him to speak um, and he, he gave him a different kind of speech. I guess, they, I guess people was thinking he was gonna give a, now mind you, people were still enslaved in 1852, slavery was not lead, was not abolished until what, 1859. So, uh, so the Fourth of July had nothing to do with us, you know. 
we couldn't celebrate that. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, we were still working. So he gave this fiery speech, uh, which is probably one of the best speeches ever written. And so anyway, Mike Moran uh, coordinates a reading of it every year at the Beinecke. And during the pandemic, we put it on film. So it's up on the Beinecke website. So you could, so it lives on, on the Beinecke website. So, so if people don't go see it today live, you can always go look at it from 2020 uh, up on the website. Well, that's and, cool. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'll do that because um, I don't think I'll make it. <laughs> 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 you know, Harry, you in town. You might as well come through. My uh, calendar's full. Your calendar's <laughs> like I got too much to do. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, you don't got it. But where, but where it's on, where's the website? What's the website? It's the Beinecke. Beinecke. Okay. No, the Beinecke site. B E B E I N E C K E. Beinecke. Beinecke Library, something like that. Or should I just wait till to see if they're going to record this one? No, they're not recording it. Oh, they're not? No, and they're not even streaming it. Mm. So, so yeah, so it's one of these things you got to be there in person or not. So, you know, but it's in pieces. So like my piece is like 15 minutes and uh, you could, you could, you could see it. You want to play it? Do you want to play it while we go on break? I, I think I could find it. Oh, you know what I do? I, I found it on YouTube. That's where I went. I pulled it up on YouTube the other day because somebody asked me about it. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. What is the 4th of July? Because it's in pieces. So it's a bunch of us. You know, there's a piece by um, the descendants of um, Frederick Douglass, Harry. And mm -hmm. they are, they look, they are uncanny, uncannily look like um him the descendants like the face you could you still see you see him in them you know what i mean it's really freaky so yeah how the genes pass down like that it's what to us what to the slave is the fourth of july yeah yeah so what i'll do is uh i'll send you the you have it did you find it do you see me Oh, no, no, I'm, act I'm actually looking to read his speech. Oh, you should read it. But it's good to hear too, because it's fiery. Uh, I sent you, I sent you my part. But there's there's like four parts to it. So I think there's David Blight, me, um, Eric Clemens, uh, and a couple of other people when we recorded this thing. Uh, in 2020 because of the pandemic. And, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it was. So anyway, it's a good speech. And, and I have the same part every year, so I'm, I'm always excited. I'm like, yay! You know, because that's the part I know, <laughs> my part. 
no matter what. Anyway, that's the way of the world. But it's one of my favorite things to do because every every time we do it, Harry, the time seems to reflect the need for it. Do you know what I mean? Like every time we do it, I just feel like, gosh, it feels like it was written for this moment. Okay, you know, 15 minutes. So yeah, we could play that uh during the break. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be well worth the and we always do it July 5th, the day after 4th of July. So it'll be really nice to play it on here. And uh and I you can see when I walked through when you started from the beginning, I have my cane because you know I hadn't had the surgeries and I was about to have the surgeries. Oh, it was painful. So I had to sit down because it was hurt. It hurt. And uh, I was rounder. <laughs> had different glasses. You know, so I was like, all right, okay, let's get this done. So, so yeah. Well, today's going to be very hot today. Harry, today's going to be in the 90s. Well, the Beinecke has a lot of uh, different videos I could look at. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of good, cool stuff. I'm in a couple of them with some other things. Oh, hold on. People just walked in. Walked in for what? What are they doing? For work? Hola. <laughs> yeah, because they don't really notice that I'm... I had to put my finger up, like... Like, I'm working here. I'm working here. Yeah. That's, yeah. We... We have the funniest. We have the funniest um, uh, studio in all of America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest studio in all of America. It's as if people and they know it's a radio station, but it's as if they don't know. <laughs> yeah, because everybody needs what they need at the time. <laughs> so it's like. They'll come into the middle of my show or something. So, and it's like, okay, I want... hey, Harry. Uh... <laughs> like, uh, <hey>, so... <laughs> well, be really cool. Have they've just like waved at people, like, hey, how you doing, Harry? This is what I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry, I really need this to happen. And you're like, uh, do you see me working here? And you'd be like, uh, yeah, but this is what I need. And, and so people know the reason I'm not showing myself today is because I didn't plan on being on your show today. What, your hair isn't done? Like, what is? No, my, I have my 4th of July 1776 shirt. Yeah. I didn't want to be politically incorrect here. Um, uh, what is it? What has on, it got on it? On it got lynching on it? What has it got no, on it? It's just the flag in 1776, but you know. Oh, okay. Oh, because you know we wasn't free then, Harry. <laughs> we didn't want to anything. So. <laughs> we weren't the, free. The Fourth of July wasn't for us. <laughs> right. But that, but that's why you know I'm fully aware of you know the implications of sight that some people and and it's your show. It's not my show. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you walking with the cane? I am not, uh, but you no? know, I, my left knee. Not I did my right knee. The left knee has been killing me. So I, Karen and I went walking this 
took a little hike this weekend. Oh, really? And yeah, just to to test out the knee and the strength and everything. And and the new knee did well. The left knee was crying out like, what the hell are you doing? I'm not done yet. So, yeah. So I was in pain and my left knee swelled up like a cantaloupe. It's just like really bad. And I'm like, but you were the good knee. <laughs> but it's not the good knee anymore. Now it's like feeling everything. Okay. So, and the, but the, the right knee is good. The only problem is, is just that it keep, the, the wound, is, it, just when it's sealing and healing, I, like I went on that hike and it opened up again. And it's like, what the, what in the world is going on here? So, I <laughs> Well, you are. You're going to the doctor on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going to get my money's worth because I owe $3,000. I'm like, whoa, now I need you to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to make me walk on water. Oh, my God. Like, with, with this kind of money, y'all better, <laughs> I better be able to fly. That's right. But but yes, yeah, so the knee is good. The, the only thing that um because of the left knee, I can't do everything. Like like people be are like, oh well, you could do this, you could do that, and I try, but the left knee is giving on me. So until I get that one done, I can't really feel whole yet. Okay. Okay. But, well, no, that, and that's true because that's how I uh. You know, uh, I yes, understand that. That's how I felt with my when I got my hip done, and um, when I got the when I got the left one done first. Yeah. And then the right one, I was like, it took. I must say though, it took the right one to heal longer than the first one. The first one healed like rather. How long, felt was, like, how long was it between? Us. Between um surgeries. Six months. Six months? Oh, you see, that's what yeah. they mean, six months. Yeah, six months. That was the earliest that they were willing to do it. Yeah, that's what my surgeons say. Yeah, because there's so much trauma to the body, Harry. Like because I'm, I'm ready to have the other one done, but of course my knee, my wound hasn't even healed on that. I mean, in some cases I've seen them do both knees at the same time. Yeah, but yeah. you you're not in um I mean, you know, you're not in optimum health. So mm -hmm. you still have comorbidities. So that's a real risk. Yeah. And right. you know, the, one of the key things to get me to, to the surgery was getting my BMI under 40. Yeah. And I just got it under 40. Right. So it was like, oh, let's see. We could do it. Let's do it right now. Right now. You know? And I, I think they're thinking before you slide backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, well you're not gonna slide backwards i'm not Cause, now i'm cause this it, is you like it i mean you like the way you look now and feel yeah, yeah. so I've, I've actually lost since that time i've lost another 12 pounds i will tell you harry i'm on ozempic now oh ozempic so you just started it i started i've been on about a uh two months Two months. 
Yeah. I I hear, I mean, I, I, I know people who've used it to lose weight. And the thing is, is that, I, and I was looking online, looking at different people's testimonies of those epic. And the people who use it to lose weight, they lose weight. The people who use it as medicine, you know, they do lose weight, but they it takes them longer to lose weight. Than, yeah. Than the I people. mean, it's medicine for me because I'm diabetic, but my doctor is like, you really should be on. My, my doctor's wife, who was a doctor in the same practice, yeah. she, my doctor didn't put me on it. His wife put me on it. She's like, it's time. He's like, because you, you, you're, you're struggling with this weight. You've been struggling with this for a long time. It's time to make some. And, and he's like, I'm, I'm not sending you to go have no kind of surgery, bariatric, anything. He's like, yeah. but these drugs that are coming out are so good. She's like, the chances of the side effects are so small. And you don't have a history of thyroid cancer in your family. You don't have, like, they run you through all the tests to make sure there's no chance of you, whatever. Um, so, so I've lost about 15 pounds. About yeah, 15. let me let me just say this. You're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. We're going to go to that video. Well, not to the, the video, video, but to the audio. And then we'll come back and talk about, I'll come back and tell you my whole Olympic business. <laughs> All right, and let, let me do this PSA first, and then we'll go. You listen, like I said, you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Let's do this. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org. My business, if I have any here today, is with the present. The accepted time with God and His cause is the ever-living now. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act. Act in the living present, heart within and God overhead. We have to do with the past only as we can make it useful to the present and to the future. To all inspiring motives, to noble deeds which can be gained from the past, we are welcome. But now is the time, the important time. Your fathers have lived, died, and have done their work, and have done much of it well. You live and must die, and you must do your work. You have no right to enjoy a child's share in the labor of your fathers, unless your children are to be blessed by your labors. You have no right to wear out and waste the hard-earned fame of your fathers to cover your indolence. Sidney Smith tells us that men seldom eulogize the wisdom and virtues of their fathers, but to excuse some folly or wickedness of their own. The truth is not a doubtful one. There are illustrations of it near and remote, ancient and modern. It was fashionable hundreds of years ago for the children of Jacob to boast, we have Abraham to our father, when they had long lost Abraham's faith and spirit that people contented themselves under the shadow of Abraham's great name while they repudiated the deeds which made his name great. Need I remind you that a similar thing is being done all over this country today? 
Need I tell you that the Jews are not the only people who built the tombs of the prophets and garnished the sepulchres of the righteous? Washington could not die till he had broken the chains of his slaves. Yet his monument is built up by the price of human blood. And the traitors and the bodies and souls of men shout, we have Washington to our father. Alas, that it should be so, and yet so it is. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. Fellow citizens, pardon me, allow me to ask, why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in the Declaration of Independence extended to us? And am I therefore called upon to bring our humble offering to the national altar? and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulting from your independence to us? Would to God, both for your sakes and ours, that an affirmative answer could be truthfully returned to these questions. Then would my task be light and my burden easy and delightful? For who is there so cold that a nation's sympathy could not warm him? Who so obdurate and dead to the claims of gratitude that would not thankfully acknowledge such priceless benefits? Who so stolid and selfish that would not give his voice to swell the hallelujahs of a nation's jubilee when the chains of servitude had been torn from his limbs? I am not that man. In a case like that, the dumb might eloquently speak and the lame man leap as an heart. But such is not the state of the case. I say it with a sad sense of disparity between us. I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. To drag a man in fetters into the grand illuminated temple of liberty and call upon him to join you in joyous anthems were inhumane mockery and sacrilegious irony. Do you mean, citizens, to mock me by asking me to speak today? If so, there is a parallel to your conduct. And let me warn you that it is dangerous to copy the example of a nation whose crimes, towering up to the heavens, were thrown down by the breath of the Almighty, burying that nation in irrevocable ruin. I can't today take up the plaintive lament of a peeled and woe-smitten people. By the rivers of Babylon there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remember Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there that they carried us away captive required of us a song, and they who wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? 
if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget the hurt cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Fellow citizens, above your national tumultuous joy, I hear the mournful wail of millions whose chains heavy and grievous yesterday are today rendered more intolerable by the jubilee shouts that reach them. If I do forget, if I do not faithfully remember those bleeding children of sorrow this day, may my right hand forget her cunning and may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. To forget them, to pass lightly over their wrongs, to chime in with the popular theme would be treason most scandalous and shocking and would make me a reproach before God and the world. My subject then, fellow citizens, is American slavery. I shall see this day its popular characteristics from the slave's point of view. Standing there, identified with the American bondman, making his wrongs mine, I do not hesitate to declare with all my soul that the character and conduct of this nation never looked blacker to me than on this 4th of July. Whether we turn to the declarations of the past or to the professions of the present, the conduct of the nation seems equally hideous and revolting. America is false to the past, false to the present, and solemnly binds herself to be false to the future. Standing with God and the crushed and bleeding slave on this occasion, I will, in the name of humanity, which is outraged, in the name of liberty, which is fettered, in the name of Constitution and the Bible, which are disregarded and trampled upon, dare to call in question and to denounce with all emphasis I can command everything that serves to perpetuate slavery, the great sin and shame of America. I will not equivocate. I will not excuse. I will use the severest language I can command. And yet no one word shall escape me that any man whose judgment is not blinded by prejudice or who is not at heart a slaveholder shall not confess to be right and just. But I fancy I hear some one of my audience say, it is just in this circumstance that you and your brother abolitionists failed to make a favorable impression on the public mind. Would you argue more and denounce less? Would you persuade more and rebuke less? Your cause would be much more likely to succeed. But I submit, where all is plain, there is nothing to be argued. What point in the anti-slavery creed would you have me argue? On what branch of the subject do the people of the country need light? Must I undertake to prove that the slave is a man? That point is conceded already. Nobody doubts it. The slaveholders themselves acknowledge it in the enactment of laws for their government. They acknowledge it when they punish disobedience on the part of the slave. There are 72 crimes in the state of Virginia, which if committed by a black man, no matter how ignorant he be, subject him to the punishment of death, while only two of the same crimes will subject a white man to the like punishment. What is this but the acknowledgement that the slave is a moral, intellectual, and responsible being? The manhood of the slave is conceded. It is admitted in the fact that Southern statute books are covered with enactments forbidding under severe fines and penalties the teachings of the slave to read or to write. 
When you can point to any such laws in reference to the beast of the field, then I may consent to argue that manhood of the slave. When the dogs in your streets, when the fowl of the air, when the cattle on your hills, when the fish of the sea and the reptiles that crawl shall be unable to distinguish the slave from a brute, then will I argue with you that the slave is a man. For the president, it is enough to affirm that the equal manhood of the Negro race. It is not astonishing that while we are plowing, planting, and reaping, using all kinds of mechanical tools, erecting houses, constructing bridges, building ships, working in metals of brass, iron, copper, silver, and gold, that while we are reading, writing, and ciphering, acting as clerks, merchants, and secretaries, having among us lawyers, doctors, ministers, poets, authors, editors, orators, and teachers, that while we are engaged in all manner of enterprise common to other men, digging gold in California, capturing the whale in the Pacific, feeding sheep and cattle on the hillside, living, moving, acting, thinking, planning, living in families as husbands, wives, and children, and above all, confessing and worshiping the Christian's God, and looking hopefully for life and immortality beyond the grave, we are called upon to prove that we are men. Would you have me argue that man is entitled to liberty? That he is the rightful owner of his own body? You have already declared it. Must I argue that wrongfulness of slavery? Is that a question for Republicans? Is it to be settled by the rules of logic and argumentation as a matter beset with great difficulty involving a doubtful application of the principle of justice hard to be understood? How should I look today in the presence of Americans dividing and subdividing a discourse to show that men have a natural right to freedom, speaking of it relatively and positively, negatively and affirmatively? To do so would be to make myself ridiculous and to offer an insult to your understanding. There is not a man beneath the canopy of heaven that does not know that slavery is wrong for him. What am I to argue? That it is wrong to make men brutes, to rob them of their liberty, to work them without wages, to keep them ignorant to their re relations to their fellow men, to beat them with sticks, to flay their flesh with lash, to load their limbs with irons, to hunt them with dogs, to sell them at auction, to sunder their families, to knock out their teeth, to burn their flesh, to starve them into obedience and submission to their masters? Must I argue that a system that must, that thus marked with blood and stained with pollution is wrong? No, I will not. I have better employment for my time and strength than such arguments would imply. What then remains to be argued? Is it that slavery is not divine? That God did not establish it? That our doctors of divinity are mistaken? There is blasphemy in the thought that which is inhumane cannot be divine. Who can reason on such a proposition that they can, may, I cannot? The time for such argument is past. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument is needed. Oh, 
Had I had the ability and could I reach the nation's ear, I would today pour out a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be proclaimed and denounced. What to the American slave is the 4th of July? I answer. A day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty an unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciations of tyrants brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgiving, with all your religious parade and solemnity, are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy, a thin veil to cover up crimes which disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on this earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. Go where you may, search where you will, roam through all the monarchies and despotisms of the old world. Travel through South America, search out every abuse, and when you have found the last, lay your facts by the side of the everyday practices of this nation, and you will say with me that for revolting barbarity and shameless hypocrisy, America reigns without a rival. Even in strange times, I'll find my strength. Even when down I'll stand, do you love me? Don't belong. Sometimes I wish I was born. Sometimes I wish I was born. 
Welcome back to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. That was good, Babs. <laughs> oh, thank you, Harry. <laughs> I don't feel like you have to go, right? <laughs> like, I got a taste of it. Uh, but it's all good. Like, if you see all the other performances, but um, it's all good. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to read uh, because it does make you think about where we are right now. And uh, at the time when he when he spoke, you know, and he and he and the copy of the speech is at the Beinecke, you know, the handwritten one or whatever the one. However yeah. way. Uh, so it's fascinating. And he spent some time in New Haven, you know, at the at the Institute Library. So so he's he's been in this city, which is fascinating to me. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. <laughs> I mean, the speech was good, but, you know, all your inflections and everything, it's just like you you hit it. I'm glad. Now I got to do it again today in live and living color. So hopefully I can capture that same. Um, although we have more people reading. So so my part, the, the part in the, yeah, it's about the same. Although I miss not saying what to your, what, what? What to the American slave is your Fourth for July? Like I like saying that. Yes. What to the American slave is your Fourth for July? Yeah, because tell us, I, you want us to celebrate why? <laughs> oh, we happy for you, NASA. <laughs> we we's happy for you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's what I'm doing today at four o'clock. So, yeah, so I'm on Olympic hair. I lost 17 pounds. That's good. I guess it's all right. And you've been on the Olympic for two months? Yeah, two months. Yeah, two, two months. Because <clears throat> you have to do, do uh, four-week increments. So maybe this is my third month, I think. I started at 0.25, then 5.50. Now I'm up to one. So, so three months. So it's a slow, it's a slow process for me, you know, but you know, I don't really help it either. Like I'm, I need to work out, you know, I need to move my body. <laughs> I think, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, um, Karen and I were talking, it's like, you know, what took us so long to decide we were going to, start moving you know start doing stuff start working out getting up like we get up in the morning and we do about 20 minutes to 30 minutes of exercise mm -hmm. so you know it's like okay what took us so long now that we are these it's like okay you know now that our body takes a little longer to you know, to activate all the muscles and all. When we were young, where we could, it's just like, 
I decided not to care about my health. It's like it made no sense. Oh, I know. It's it's a weird. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I guess it's also you know thinking your mortality is just like you realize that, yeah that you, you realize you don't have you don't have a lot of you don't know how much time you have. Well, when you start aging, Harry, you start to see the sands. In the, yes. in the hourglass, like, okay. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you know that each grain of sand is falling down. <laughs> so you know your time is limited. Yes. Now, you want to extend that time. So you want to, I guess, thin out. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I mean, you know the sands are going. You just want to slow them down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I Yes, I don't know. I, I wish I would have started like 10 years ago. I know. But you know, there's nothing you can do. So you're ahead of the game because by the time you're six, 10 years from now, you'll still be in great shape if you keep it up, right? Like yeah. you'll you'll be able to, and that's that's my my thinking, you know. Uh just move more. And I, I have been doing it. So I just have to do more of it to the place where. I was because I took off 50 pounds to, to have the surgery. Yeah. I was determined. <laughs> like when he said, oh, you got to drop at least 50 pounds. All right, I'm on it. And I did it. You know, I was like, why didn't I stick with that? So, you know. oh, I know why I didn't stick with it, because I had six months later, I had the second surgery and you, I couldn't do nothing. There was no, you know, there's only a little bit of movement you could do. Right. Because. They tell you, you can't, you can't do a whole lot, just enough to like get yourself used to getting back into walking and stuff. But you know, I, I couldn't like full on do stuff. Cause I still had the left one that was, was not he- fully healed yet. Right. And then I had this new right one. So I was like, okay, this is going to be hard. And, and it was hurting. <laughs> Well, well, I know me. I, I was a severe glutton, right? <laughs> it it is what it is, you know. I, I just I loved food, and that's you know that was just a a way of feeding whatever it is that was you know missing or empty, right? You fill that hole with whatever you're enjoying at the time, and for me, it was food. So that's another thing that also, as you grow older, you know, if you learn from your mistakes, if you learn from the life you've lived, you 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 learn how to fill those those holes in your life, those empty holes in your life, with um what matters, because we 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 lose sight of what matters when we're young. It's just like we don't we don't even know what matters, right? Yeah. So as life, as you know, in, in your 50s, I mean, for me, it started sooner, not the health part, but the mental part. Um, you realize what is important, what what to put first, you know, prioritize. You know how to prioritize in your life, which <laughs> when you're young, there's just no such thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy now. <laughs> well, yeah, because 
listen, you've been talking about this surgery ever since I met you. So yeah, so it's been a long, long. And then once you got your mind right to like start doing what they told you to do, you're like, there was you was no looking back. Yeah. Like there was no looking back. And, and even I can't when you wait. wanted to cheat, and even the few times that you did like quote unquote cheat, you didn't like it. You was like, you know what? Yeah. This doesn't this doesn't have the same feeling for me. Like, I just don't like the way I feel when I eat this stuff now. It's like this week, this weekend, I was thinking to myself, okay. Karen and I were like, oh, it's a, a effort weekend. You know, we're going to cheat a little. We have the points. And then we ended up doing nothing, you know, not cheating, just eating our our regular meals because it's like your, your stomach isn't conditioned for that anymore. Right. Because you'll just be sick. <laughs> you'll just be like, I'm in the bathroom. I'm in, I'm, you know, it's right. Like, ah. So that's there's no there's no fun in this. Yeah, it's no fun. <laughs> anyway, so it's like I look like this this weekend Sunday is my is when my well Monday is when the points reset. So Sunday night I was like, should I eat a snack or something? I have 80s. I think I had 86 points that I was throwing away. And it's like, no, I just don't feel like going to bed with something sitting in my stomach. So it's like, no, I'm just forget it. I'm not. I'm just gonna throw out, throw away the points, you know. And it is what it is. And I think that's where people people get to that place, and they start to realize, I don't. Really, I don't really want that. You because now you have some real control over how you eat and what you eat you have some real control you know yeah and, yeah you know, uh, i have a friend that that did the sleeve uh-huh um she lost like 80 pounds but then she gained it all back and now she did the gastric bypass because this is the thing that's gonna help and the thing is, is that she looks at us and it's like, oh, no, but what you're doing is so hard. No, what you're doing is hard. Yeah. That's hard. You still have to. Because you still have to eat differently. Right? No matter what. As, just to get to the point where they're going to do the surgery, you, you have to go on a diet, a, 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 a liquid diet and all of that. That's hard. You eat like baby food stuff. Like. Yeah. I'm like, well, why don't you just do that already? Like. Yeah. It's just like, no, 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 no. You have to. You have to change your mentality here. It's and then you have to stay with it, Harry, even after the surgery. You can't, yeah. you're not gonna go, you're not gonna go back and eat a whole steak. You're not gonna go back and have burgers and steaks, you know, because my 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 sister's um in-laws, um, there there's a woman in uh, her sister and her aunt-in-law, um, she had the gastric bypass, lost a whole lot of weight, and yeah. then put it back on. And she wanted to have the surgery again. They were like, no, you can't have yeah. it. She ended up. She ended up dying. She ended up dying. You know, obesity just killed her. Yeah. I was like, so my doctors was like, mm -mm, we're not even entertaining any of that stuff. And so my, I was telling some people that I know they're not my friends, but I was telling people now they was like, oh, your doctor shouldn't have that kind of control. If you want to have it, you should have it. So I was like, I was like, no, he wasn't. You know, I, I trust my care team. <laughs> when they say I, I, they don't believe in that stuff and they were like, you're not a good candidate for that. It's like, we think you could find other ways to do this. You know, I was like, okay. I, I didn't feel like 
I didn't feel like they was blocking me, Harry. I did not feel that way. Cause they were like, with all the, you know, it's like, I just don't, it's like, I'd like to see you do this a different way. I don't want to see you, you know, have a surgery for this. You know, I said, like, cause it's not, it, you know, I'd rather see you just manage your own self. And Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing. It's like when I, my doctors were recommending the gastric bypass and I went to the first initial, um, it's like a seminar that they give. Yeah. And I went and I realized, oh, wait a minute. So I'm going to have to change my life anyway. This is about willpower. Regardless, no matter how you slice it, it's about willpower. I said, you know what? When I decide to dedicate myself to the change in my life, I'm not going to do it that way. Because I know I have the willpower to do whatever I want when I put my mind to it. So I said, no, I'll do it my way, not somebody else's way. And it's like now somebody was recommending that, oh, well, now you want to get rid of um, the, the skin or, or the visceral fat that you could go and get a tummy tuck and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, everything I've read, the, the additional skin and visceral fat, it may be a whole year behind your weight loss. But mm. the work in, you will start burning that yourself. It'll take long. It might be a year or a year and a half after you've lost a lot of the weight. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put the work in. It might be longer than I want it to be, but it'll be earned. You know, for me, I those are things that motivate me, me, me making it happen. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't, I, I see these people that have this, these, these surgeries to remove the fat, and I ain't mad at them. Yeah. Some of these people, you know, they had took off 300 pounds, and, and that, there's nothing they could do about that, that visceral fat that they have to have removed. Oh, yeah. And I understand you that know. because, because a lot, and like you said, when it's, when it's that much, where that skin could cause an abscess, uh, you know, cause some form of sickness from it. Yeah, you should remove it. Yeah, but if it, but if what you are describing, if it's something that you could live with, and and it's, and it's a cosmetic kind of thing, you know, right. well, I don't know if I want to go under the knife for this. Let's see what happens in a year or two. See what happens. Right. And, it's you know, like if, I, if, if I could do it, I'll do it. If not, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what my body does on its own. Exactly. So it's like, okay, let's see what the push-ups and the bench press and everything. What? Let's see what results I get from that over a year. Yeah. Before I start cutting. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> and then, it, and you might get to a place where it's like, okay, and your doctors might say, okay, you're doing all the right things, but this part right here, there's nothing you can do except let us take right, it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. so it's like, okay, so, but I prefer, I, I like the work. So, and I, and I'm not hitting anybody who prefers to just go straight under the knife. I prefer the work, you know, everything in my life I've had to work for. So this ain't going to change 
now. So it's like I'll, I'll do what I've been doing my whole life. Work yeah. hard for it. Well, so far I'm all right on the Ozempic. I haven't had any. I mean, I think the the first month I had side effects, but it, they weren't like annoying. Like I was just like, oh, I feel that. Now I'm like, all right, I take my little shot on Sundays. I'm like, okay, I I have noticed, like my my blood sugar has stabilized beautifully. My A1C is down beautifully, and I had already gotten my A1C down on my own. Uh, but it had climbed back up. So I was like, all right, so this is stabilized. And it did a couple of other things in the body too. So like, I don't have that tired feeling, you know, my blood stays pretty much regulated. Um, that's the good thing about it. Um, so the little 17 pounds that I lost, I was like, okay, what well, I'd like to see some more weight come off. But I think when I get to the next dosage, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and I, And I don't, you know, uh, it, there is something to be said for not feeling hungry, you know, or if you feel hungry, you can only eat, but so much, like you can't, you don't have the desire to overeat. Yeah. That's a nice feeling. Like, you know, and, and also when you change your diet, like if I, like if I start eating, like if I eat bread for three days straight, I'll crave bread. Now, if I'm eating a salad, Every day, guess what I'm gonna crave? I'm gonna crave salad. So it, you know, you you actually train your body to crave the good stuff. You know, like I used to hate a salad. <laughs> now, now I love a salad. Now I love a good, you know, chicken breast <laughs> salad. Love it. That's you know? how you crack me up. <laughs> hey, eat a salad. Yeah, well, I hate a salad. I used to be like, why am I going to eat, you know, leaves? (laughs) (laughs) Now now I can't get enough. Yep. Like, now I can't get enough of the leaves. Now I can't get enough of the leaves. And also, it's the motivation that a a good chicken breast salad is zero points for me. So I could eat. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, if I eat if I eat a salad for lunch and for dinner, at the end of the day, I have almost all my points. Wow. So what I end up doing is I stop doing that because I do need some of the calories. So I'll I'll just, you know, supplement one of the meals with a salad. Like right now I have a a chicken breast salad that I got for lunch, but I haven't even eaten my breakfast. So, <laughs> you know, I have a, a egg wrap that and, I got. And for. you have to eat though. Like you, you know, yeah, you have to eat. eat. So, so actually you have to eat. I'll eat breakfast and then uh, move on from, from there. Try to get a salad in before I leave. If not, I'll eat my salad for dinner. Oh, that's good. And then throw out the points. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. But I kind of I like that. Oh, my God. And you eat a nice, huge, big salad with chicken breast by zero points. <laughs> and you know I love chicken. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like my, my sister, she's having difficulty with this diet. And she's like, don't you get tired of the chicken breast? Don't you get tired of the eggs? I'm like, 
No. I, actually, I don't. You, you're well, just, what else can she have? Can she have steak or can she have a you could. It has beef to, or? It has to be within your points. And, and Babs, you could do it. You could do it within your points. Your portions are just less. Okay. You know, so instead of eating an eight ounce steak, you eat a four ounce piece of steak. Yeah. You know, so it's like you could do it, but if you, the problem is, is that you have to give your body a chance to get accustomed to craving the good stuff yeah. and not go, oh, another salad, oh, another this. That's what I used to do because, you know, I was, my body was still craving all the carbs that I normally Oh, eat. yeah. So but you, once you stop eating those things, you yeah. really, and it'll take you a couple of tries to be like, well, I'm going to try it. And then after a while, you're like, oh, God, I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh this is not even worth my time what was it um karen and i were craving we used to every every weekend we used to buy an italian bread from stop and shop coming mm -hmm. out you know they they bake it right there comes out the oven it's huge maps this this is like the biggest italian bread that i ever seen it's like but we used to love it coming out warm and then we used to put ham turkey cheese mayo and eat it for breakfast with coffee right Ooh. and it's like oh we're craving that and then it was like we had it one saturday because we were craving it and it was like oh that that's like it's just sitting there it's just sitting there it doesn't want to go nowhere <laughs> how long is it going to take for me to digest this thing now i feel sluggish <laughs> you know now it's like now you know why you you eat that you sit on the sofa and you don't want to go yeah. nowhere the rest of the because day you always had that you always had that experience of sluggish but you didn't notice it yeah because you were used to it it was part of the experience of eating that so you didn't even notice you'd be like oh yeah and then you go sit down and be like oh that was good and then you're like oh i gotta sit down and rest i'm tired like exactly i used to go take a uh, nap after and I used to think to myself, okay, this is normal. It's, it's I'm not thinking it's the bread and all of that that did it, but it was definitely that. So now you eat it and it's like, ugh, ooh, but we got so much stuff to do. So and I don't want to do anything after this meal. So now you see, so that's the thing. You start learning and you start training yourself. Oh no, I don't want to feel like that. Oh, it's your taste buds are happy. Your taste buds are doing, you know, freaking the happy dance. <laughs> but the rest of your body is like, uh, your your mind is sluggish, your body's sluggish. It's like, uh, not good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I find myself now, Harry, I tend to have like one meal a day. Because if I eat early in the day, I'm I feel full for the whole day. Like I, I had a sandwich the other day at like new like 11:30. I picked up a sandwich from Zoe. So I I love the way they make the sandwich for me. By five, six o'clock, I felt like I just had that team sandwich. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was sitting in my stomach, Harry. It wasn't that. I just felt like, and you know what the Olympic does, Harry? It slows the digestion process so mm. that you feel like you've just eaten. Yeah, that's what it does. It just slow. It slows how it moves through your system. Just slows that down. So I was like, it was like five, six o'clock. I was like, 
I was like, damn, I felt like I just had that sandwich. Yeah. And it wasn't like an uncomfortableness. I don't mean like, you know how stuff can sit in your stomach and you're like, oh my God. Just like you just said, oh my God, what is this going to digest? It wasn't that feeling. It was, I just ate. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm like, okay, I'm not hungry. And then I was like, I tried to test it. I'm like, well, I'm going to have a little vegan pound cake and ice cream, uh, vegan ice cream. I ate that hair. I felt like I was going to die. I was like, Oh, see, this is why I can't play around. I don't even want this. Like, I didn't even want it. I just wanted to test. I was like, yeah. okay, that was, that was a lesson. No, and it I, is, yeah. You know, and it, it is. It's like you you say to yourself, okay, I'm full, but it's like your your body says, I'm doing a meal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your, your body's like, I'm doing a meal. And I don't do that no more. It's like, no, I don't. I don't eat on a schedule. I eat if I'm hungry, and also there's a difference between being full, yeah, and being over full. Where, yeah. and I never want to be over full again. Oh, over full. I know that feeling oh. where you just can't, you can't move left or right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just feel, and and being on the Olympic has really, really, really brought that front and center for me. Like, because I I've been out to dinner with folks and I've not finished. Like. I was like, I'll just take this to go. Because I could throw it. I could throw it away at home. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I, I went to one of my favorite restaurants the other day, Harry, and I ordered what I normally order. I ate maybe a third of it. Yeah. Maybe a third. And then the rest I brought home. And I was like, okay. I was like, I like, I like this. Because now I felt like I could say no. Like I could, there's a, I had a real sense of fullness. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went out to dinner with my niece and you know, she, she's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, why? And she's like, you sliced up that plate. You separated what you were going to eat. And then you ate what you separated. You didn't eat the rest of it. I'm like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. Now I know exactly what portion is going to get me to it where I need to be satisfied not yeah full, but satisfied yeah so, and then yeah i could i could let go of the rest i before i used to think to myself or oh, i used to, oh, i'll take it home and i could eat that portion tomorrow or the next day or or even slice up that portion and have a little bit of it with my meal or something like that and she's like wow she's like before you used to we used to go out to all you can eat and you would all you can eat <laughs> and, and yeah you know I, I mean like you know you could tell the the waiters and everything would be like that's enough <laughs> you know that's enough all you can eat but not for you <laughs> like <I'm> a t- <laughs> i used to get i used to get to the point babs where she would drive home because i was so like comatose almost Cause I'm so full that I could fall asleep. <laughs> it's it's as bad as getting drunk. Yeah, yeah. Cause you got all that blood, you got all that insulin, all that blood sugar swirling yeah. about. It's like over, just over processing, right? Your pancreas is like, damn, what the hell happened? Like, <laughs> yeah, you just want to sleep, crawl into a corner and sleep. Yeah. yeah, no, I know, I know that, I know it now, I know it, I know it. I know it. So I was like, okay. 
this is I like this. So I, I love that that they are that they've discovered these these drugs for people who have been struggling with obesity, who didn't want to go, who don't want to have surgery and need help, who actually really need help with this problem. Well, my, my only, they my have only willpower, problem. but they need an extra tool in their fight yeah. for obesity. Yeah, my only problem is that there's a shortage of the medication and people are using it as a, a vanity weight loss drug. Well, yeah, that's that celebrity mess. But you know, you you know, Harry, you always have people, you always have that, right? Like yeah. you always have people who want to use it for reasons than what it and and there are weight loss ones for people who are really obese, not somebody who's a size 10 who wants to get to an eight. And I'm not yeah. knocking the person that's a size 10 who wants to get to an eight. But that comes with its own repercussions too. Cause it's not, it's not what you're it's not for bodies like that. So yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah, and I don't, I, I don't see it as ethical for a physician to actually prescribe that to somebody who wants to lose a couple of sizes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, that's not ethical to me, especially when you know that there's a shortage in some places on on this drug, and yeah. people and have to wait. It's an expensive ass drug, Harry. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Thank God I have insurance that covers it, right? Because I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to afford this drug. I, I would just be like, well, I'm not paying out of pocket for this because, you know, it's thousands of dollars, right? Um, but, but, you know, as they make more drugs and do more things, um, the prices will come down. But because Ozempic is like, you know, right there on the market and everybody's like, rah, rah, rah. Because mm -hmm. it took me a minute to get it because it was a shortage. I think now they've leveled out a little bit. They've leveled out. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't but when I first was on it, Harry, I was on it and then I couldn't get it because they didn't have any. Yeah. I was like, well, why am I on this? I can't. <laughs> That's because somebody else was, you know. <laughs> Them damn Kardashians. Get... <laughs> That's right. Some, some Kardashian was trying to get into a dress size. So, so Babs couldn't have her necessary. So I, so I couldn't have it because I'm an actual <laughs> I actually, actually have diabetes. Yeah. Like you know, losing weight is a is an unintended consequence, and I'm gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm yeah, there's, take it. you know, there's there's a few weight loss medications that are gonna hit the market soon that people are calling miracle drugs. So yeah, the, the semi glute semi gluted gluted. So yeah. they're they're like beyond Ozempic, which you know, pe there are people who've been trying their whole lives to lose weight. They have tried everything. And, yeah. and it's not just about, you know, willpower eating. They just need a they just need the tools. They just need additional tools to help them. You know. And everything's not for everybody, Harry. Some people are gonna do well on gastric bypass and sleeves and balloons and all the things. Yeah. Some people are gonna do well on this kind of stuff. Some people are going to do well on just doing Weight Watchers like you and your wife did. Some like there's got to be enough tools so that everybody can find what works for them. That's I mean, it. you can go get your balloon done in Mexico or in Brazil. Oh no, pay, I'm not doing that. Pay a quarter <laughs> of the price. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to shop my next knee. <laughs> no, Harry, I'm not going to let you. I'll be at the airport changing. I don't want to pay that copay. That's that's uh -uh. a good copay. Uh-uh, Harry. If I gotta sell cakes to get you. <laughs>
Hey, if I gotta if I gotta make cakes to get you to to get you to like not do that, I'm gonna do it because no, because first of all, you're not gonna like it. Second of all, <laughs> you're not gonna like when they wheel you out of the hospital into the parking lot. Or cut right, or come back with a shorter leg. They put the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I don't think so. It's like no, we're not doing we're not doing this today. No. First of all, Harry, you're not getting on the plane to go. You're not even getting on the plane to go have fun. Well, <laughs> it's just surgery. No, I, you know, it, yeah. Unless it's it's a third world part of America. <laughs> and that would be Mississippi, Alabama. I know. I know. And, and that physician still got to take my health care. So, no, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know how people do it. Just take some tequila and bite on the belt. That's your anesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so we got to get out of here. All right. It's been fun. So I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. I have Ryan. Uh, I have Ryan coming on, Harry. She is a, she's a newly minted graduate of, uh, of uh, the Divinity School. And she has a book out on uh, her abortion journey. Um, and she is currently the uh, um, uh, the uh, sitting pastor right now, uh, a summer pastor for Spring Glen. And I heard her preach a couple of times and she is phenomenal. And she's my sorority sister. So she'll be on tomorrow with her book. I'll send you the particulars later. Um, but right. She'll be my guest tomorrow at 10.15. So I'm excited to talk to her. All right, All right. I gotta go. Have Thank a good day. Be cool. <laughs> you too. Thank you for listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radios. See ya. I don't know what I just put. I don't know. What is that? Oh, I get it. I, I see it. Man in the group home down the oh. street. <laughs> Waves every time I drive by. And I roll down the window. You no, know, we like everything. We like everything. We flash each other the pieces. <laughs> Let me play this. We'll be, we'll be back tomorrow. While COVID may not stop a baby's heart, isn't a child with a rising fever, cough, and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases, with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhbvax.org. She blinks her fake eyelashes slowly And clicks her gum in a seductive way And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life Who winks at you and makes you feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river And it's a long way home have someone special in your life who smiles with you and helps you have fun.